disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 126 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater, 126. That means there are five episodes left of Dragon Ball Super. Five. We're down to one hand now, guys. One hand, five fingers. <laughs> you know what that means? It's getting real. It's getting close. There's not men, There's not much time left. I mean, there should be approximately five minutes left in the actual tournament of power at this point, too. So things are definitely getting serious and things are getting crazy. And that not only applies to the show itself, but unfortunately, it also applies to what's going on behind the scenes of the show. Which, don't worry, we'll get into that in a minute. But for now, we're going we're gonna to start this thing on a very positive note, okay? And <laughs> before we get into all of the BS controversy, whatever... And I'm going to start off by reminding you guys that if you have not liked the Facebook page, facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast, that will be the best way to keep up with me and the podcast and whatever I may or may not be involved with in the Dragon Ball world uh, once this podcast comes to an end. Okay, so if you're someone who has been listening to the podcast for 100 episodes, but for some reason still hasn't liked the Facebook page, what the hell are you waiting on? Get your butt over there. Like the page. It's really easy. It's really simple. Push one button page liked (laughs) okay and if you want to take an extra step and be extra supportive because you've been listening for so long and you obviously love and appreciate the content you can head over to patreon.com slash rock the dragon podcast go ahead and become a patron there sign up for one of the two tiers that are available and get access to all of the bonus exclusive content that i've been creating for patreon with that being said the month of september just started so i'm currently working on the content for september I've been a little bit quiet about it on the Facebook page because honestly, I kind of feel like I was bombarding you guys with it. Maybe I was talking about it a little bit too much. You know, there is such a thing as uh, overkill (laughs) when it comes to certain things. And I don't I don't want to do that. But I just want you guys to be aware that the content is there. Uh, It's only either five dollars a month or ten dollars a month, depending on, you know, and you can get all sorts of content there. And then everything is listed. So I'm not going to go through the whole list. But just be aware that that is something that I'm doing currently and I will continue to do it uh, at least throughout the end of Super and then I'll reevaluate. Okay, because it's once again, I'm not going to go into a whole monologue on this again, but it's not easy necessarily creating these multiple different things every month. So I need to make sure that it's actually kind of worth the time and effort and energy that it takes for me to, 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 to actually be able to do it. So I'm going to I'm just kind of reevaluate every now and then and I have to ask myself, OK, do I, is this something I want to continue, etc. So don't worry if you're already a patron and you've already paid, you're certainly going to get your content. And if anything changes about that, I'll be sure to let you guys know and then we'll figure it out from that point on. But for now, if you're on the fence, now would be the perfect time to give me that boost of encouragement <laughs> and head, head over to Patreon.com slash Rock the Dragon podcast. Now, that is not the only thing that I've been kind of not talking about. Right. I haven't really been mentioning that lately because I've been trying to push this audience awards uh, music and dance video festival thing that I submitted my Dragon Ball video to. So if you guys have been on the page. You've probably noticed me posting about that a pretty good bit. 
Uh, you probably noticed me uh, doing stories about it on Instagram and all sorts of things. And I just want to take a moment to thank you guys, uh, those of you who took the extra time to go and sign up for a free account at the audience awards and actually give my video a vote. Um, I, some of you guys reached out to me directly to let me know that you voted, to let me know that you were voting every day, to let me know that you were watching the video multiple times. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. I don't really want to shout out specific people because that makes it seem like I don't appreciate everybody, but there was certainly, uh, a couple of you guys that kind of went above and beyond by messaging me on Instagram, by leaving me comments on the Facebook page, letting me know that you were working very, very hard to help me get votes over there. So thank you so much to you guys. Thank you to those of my friends that may hear this, that actually took the time to vote. Uh, the voting did actually end today. The last I saw, I was in the top five out of, I don't know how many videos were on in this festival, but I was definitely uh, number five out of all okay so that was very encouraging to me um i don't know exactly how it works i'm not i, I you know i think i kind of misunderstood some of the rules i thought the rules were whoever got the most votes won but it's actually more like i don't know if they choose a top five or if they choose a top three and then they do another round of votes in in jury selection i'm not sure um but it's definitely one of those competitions that has multiple steps and it's not just votes that count. It's it's the jury makes a decision and makes selections and all that kind of stuff. So who knows? Maybe I still stand some sort of a chance, but at the very least, uh, I definitely hopefully made some sort of an impact and maybe maybe hopefully got a little bit more exposure out of just the process itself. So thank you so much to you, those of you who were able to go in. Uh, dedicate a little bit of time every day to show me some extra support. I, I, I appreciate that very much. And obviously, if I hear anything back and I get the results, you know, and, you know, if I win something or if I move on to the next round, I'll let you guys know if I don't move on to the next round, I'll let you guys know, you know, either way, I appreciate you guys coming together. Those of you who are able to do so and uh, and, and, and and be very supportive in that in that way. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to transition into this now. <laughs> because well you know me i you know i try to i might come on here and talk about my life and how depressing it could be in some ways and has been in the past couple months but it's still pretty lighthearted, and there's kind of not really any sort of a light-hearted way i think to transition into something like this um so i'm just gonna do it uh, <laughs> uh some time ago you know uh, make it sound like it was so long ago Within the past week or so, I actually stumbled upon this news myself. OK, and I, I saw it and I knew that several of you guys were probably going to reach out to me and send it to me. So I just decided to go ahead and share it on Facebook myself. And in case you're wondering what I'm talking about, there is currently some major sort of controversy and, 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 and some shakeups going on at Funimation involving a lot of the voice actors from Dragon Ball. Okay. A lot of the voice actors that we are very, very familiar with and, and, and very much love as these characters. Uh, there was an audio leak of some sort where there was some several audio recordings that popped up on YouTube and of some of these voice actors in character making some very sort of some would consider inappropriate references jokes etc saying some things that could be very offensive to some people 
uh, and et cetera. Just just saying just saying some crazy stuff. I, I'm not going to repeat everything that I heard necessarily. I did listen to the recordings. Um, some of the stuff is pretty intense. I could say that. And I'm going to mention this as well. Um, obviously, this is an explicit podcast. <laughs> if you guys have been listening to this for a long time, you know that. And it, it, and it says that, right? When you download the podcast, there's a little letter E next to it. That means that it's explicit. So technically, I could come on here and say whatever I want. And sometimes I do cuss. I'll say fuck or shit or something like that every now and then. <laughs> it slips out. But you guys know I don't necessarily aim to say that. It's not something that comes out every five seconds. So I'm going to say this. I know I have... Some listeners that may have young kids that listen to the podcast every now and then. So, you know, just take a little bit of extra caution with this subject that I'm about to get into um, because it does get into some pretty serious things, some serious allegations, some very profane sort of words that were said by Dragon Ball actors. I'm not going to do anything crazy like play the actual clips. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But if we're going to talk about it for a little bit, I need to be able to kind of address things head on and so if you have if you have young kids that you may not want to you know hear this part of the conversation then you may want to go ahead and fast forward a couple minutes because things could get a little bit serious here okay now with that being said i'm not going to talk about this for very long okay you guys have been listening to my podcast long enough to know that i don't really talk about dragon ball news okay and I certainly don't talk about behind-the-scenes drama of voice actors, Funimation, none of that shit. You guys know I don't talk about that kind of stuff here. <laughs> what I talk about here is Dragon Ball Super, the show, the characters, the plot, review the episodes, that kind of stuff, right? And I may talk about news every now and then if there's some exciting news in the world of Dragon Ball, like the video game, movie. But I never get into behind the scenes BS because that's not what I talk about. I don't care about that stuff, so I don't want to talk about it, if that makes any sense. But at the same time, this is something that could, you know, emphasis on could potentially shake up Dragon Ball, the Dragon Ball world as we know it. If it turns out to be something that kind of, you know develops into if there's a big sort of splashback from this right because a lot of times with these things and we find we found this out recently with the recent sort of me too movement and things like that in hollywood with movies that sometimes all it takes is a couple people to come forward and then a couple of audio leaks to come out and then all of a sudden you've got this sort of domino effect that sort of just turns the entire world upside down that could happen here or, or or maybe it won't happen here but i feel like because of the possibility i have to talk about it otherwise i wouldn't be talking about this shit okay i wouldn't i'm very anti-drama by the way <laughs> anyone who knows tim bridgewater in real life you know if you come at me with the drama i'm just gonna be like you know no i'm just gonna be swatting that shit away i don't i don't need it you know what i mean so i'm definitely not gonna go out of my way to invest myself into the drama of other people's lives and careers and whatever. But obviously this ties in directly to Dragon Ball. So we're gonna talk about it for a minute. Okay, there were some recordings that were released where there were some things being said. Okay, we've got major Dragon Ball actors involved in this thing, namely Sean Schimmel, okay, the voice of Goku. Also Christopher Sabat, the voice of Vegeta. Okay, and another reason why I feel like I needed the Vegeta, Piccolo, uh, Yamcha, etc. Okay, 
Uh, and another reason I felt like I kind of need to address this is because, well, I just literally met seven members of, of, of Dragon Ball Z. I just met some of these people. <laughs> I didn't meet Sean Schimmel or, 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 or Christopher Sabat, but I did meet, you know, a, a good bit of the rest of the cast. OK, and, and some of them are probably tied up in this as well. So it's kind of relevant. Um, but yeah, so if you want to find out exactly what was said, you can easily go on YouTube and find the recordings. Once again, do not listen to those recordings if you're with your kid. OK, <laughs> just don't. OK. Uh, but yeah, some very you know profane words were used. There was what there was. a I think there was a sort of a scene that was kind of played out by Christopher Sabbath where he's doing multiple voices. Uh, as as Piccolo, as Kami, as Yamcha, you know, and it's playing out sort of these sexual sort of scenarios It's playing out some sort of there's some homophobic sort of comments that come across there. There's some some pedophilia references and stuff like that. I mean, it's like a whole little thing. Now, there's a rumor that, you know, I mean, obviously anyone who knows anything about anime. OK, you know that there are people out there who have been doing dirty versions of this stuff for decades right you can find all sorts of hentai versions of dragon ball characters where they're being drawn nude or in sexual positions or whatever so that's actually not anything new and some people write fan fiction of, of that sort too so the rumor is, is that maybe they were just sort of doing the dialogue of some of this dragon ball fan fiction you know, erotic fan fiction that they were sort of fun, but it's kind of, it almost kind of doesn't matter. Right. Um, because you know, it, we don't know exactly when these recordings were made. Okay. You got to remember that these voice actors have been doing these voices for 20 years now. Okay. And you know, it's not to excuse anyone's sort of language on anything, but I, I think it's hard to, to judge people based on something they may have done 20 years ago or even have done today, especially if it's in sort of the privacy of their own home or even the privacy of their own job. I mean, how many of us have been at work and we took a lunch break or a smoke break or whatever with our coworkers and we just went and said the most awful stuff, <laughs> okay? About the customers, about our bosses, about our home lives, whatever. You're just kind of venting, right? The difference is, is that no one's secretly recording us or in this case, maybe they were intentionally recording themselves, but someone went and made an effort to actually go and leak this audio. And that is very that is a very sort of, you know, uh, vengeful thing to do. Right. I mean, someone wouldn't do that unless they were trying to hurt these people or hurt Fun Funimation. And, you know, there, there's some stuff in there that's kind of hard to hear, but when people are being themselves or being real or just kind of in the privacy of their own situation, then not everything is going to be easy to hear. It's just not going to be. And a lot of things that I have said and that you have said wouldn't be easy to hear either for somebody, right? Like no matter what you say, somebody's going to be offended by it. Yeah. It just so happens that in this case, they were saying there was a couple homophobic sort of things in there and there was some, a lot of profanity and that just happens to offend a lot of people. But I could be on here talking about I don't eat bananas and someone can take that offensive, right? Someone can be like, well, fuck you, man. I love bananas, right? <laughs> so it's all sort of subjective in that way. But my opinion on this is that, you know, 
everyone makes jokes or just says messed up stuff when when they don't think anyone's going to hear it. Okay, everyone does that, including me. Okay, including you. You've said some shit that you didn't that had the person you were talking about or the people you were talking about heard it would have been hurt by it, but you probably didn't really mean it. You might have just been making a joke or maybe you did mean it, but you just were venting about it. Either way, some things are meant to be kept private because nobody's perfect and we all say messed up shit. All of us. Okay, it just so happens that when you're in a position of power or you're a celebrity or something, there's more people gunning at you than just being a regular person. So no one's trying to secretly record me when I'm talking anywhere because no one really cares about what I have to say, (laughs) except, you know, a few of you guys. Okay, so once again, it's not it's not to defend anything that was thrown out. Okay, there was definitely some words, you know, it's an F word that I don't like to use. Okay, and it's not fuck. Okay, obviously, it's another word. It's a word that is used uh, in a very to describe homosexual men in a very negative way. Okay. You guys know what I'm talking about. That's what I'm not going to even say it. This is a, this is an explicit podcast and I'm still not going to say it. That's how strongly I detest that word, but I am not, I'm, I'm not these guys. And, and sometimes people make jokes and sometimes people say messed up stuff. And you know, like as long as no one's acting on it, then I can't, it's hard for me to judge, right? I can't, I can't lay down a sentence on people for some words that they threw out, especially, you know, if if any of you guys have watched any of the old videos at Funimation when they first started dubbing Dragon Ball Z and how rough it was for those guys and they were in these tiny studios and they didn't have any AC and they were using, you know, VHS tapes and all these primitive ways of editing and they didn't even have the, the translations properly to go by from Japan. I mean, it was just a rough, I could imagine trying to dub a show in that environment. You probably have a lot of downtime when, you know, equipment is malfunctioning and all that kind of stuff. You'll probably go a little stir crazy. Maybe even start having some fun with your voices while you're in the booth, right? To kill time. And look, we all make dirty jokes. All of us. Okay. This is not something that is limited to, to 15 year olds like as grown adults we do it all the time look at all the memes on facebook right now just go look at all the memes okay so we all make dirty childish immature sort of jokes especially when you're trying to i don't know kill time and and maybe try to have some fun in between takes um so once again i don't think that any of that stuff was meant to be heard by anybody but since it was, then we all, I guess, are going to get, you know, bothered by it. So my 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 take on this is, um, you know, assuming that this is all accurate and this is real. I mean, you know, obviously there's a lot of people out there who are very talented voice actors. It's not to say that some of this shit could just be fake, but it sounds like them. <laughs> OK, it sounds like the actual voice actors. But even so, once again, you know, I. <laughs> I'm not going to pass judgment on anyone for anything that I myself have done. And, you know, when you've got a mic in front of you and you're just trying to kill time and you're having a good time in a studio and you're trying to make the people around you laugh, there's probably not many things you won't say. Right. Most people would try to gauge the people that are in the room first to say, okay, if 
will they be okay with me making this joke? And if so, then it's okay. You're right. I think I feel like it's okay to make a joke about anything as long as you're doing it with people that understand that it's a joke and it won't be offended by it. Obviously, if you're throwing out a homophobic sort of slur, don't do it in front of someone who's homosexual, right? So that doesn't mean don't do it at all because it's a joke. I mean, we all make jokes about straight people all the time, don't we? <laughs> Every time you're making a joke about a person who's not gay, you're making a joke about someone who's straight. So it's like, I feel like everything should be able to be made fun of to some extent. And this is coming from a black man. Okay. Like I'm not, I'm not above this either. I'm really not, but I also don't want to try to speak for anyone else because I'm, I am a straight man, but so I don't know, you know, had they thrown out, had one of these guys thrown out the N word on, which is another word I won't, I would never use. Had one of them thrown out the N word in there somewhere. Maybe I feel a little bit differently, but once again, it's all perspective, right? You can't choose what you want to be offended by. You know, if you're going to, if you're going to take a stance, then it needs to be a stance all the way across because you can be totally okay with someone saying something about another race and laugh about it and be like, oh, it's just a joke. And then the second they make it the joke about you and your race, now you want to be offended. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. You know, if you're if you're a heavier person, but you laugh at skinny jokes, don't be offended when they when they make a joke about you. Right. And that's just kind of how I am. So I'm saying all this to say just I'm not judging these people. I'm not. And it's not it's not it hasn't ruined anything for me. I heard the voices of some of my favorite Dragon Ball Z characters say some pretty jacked up stuff. But I'm also a grown man. I can disassociate the voice actor from the character right and that's why i don't talk about this stuff on the podcast there's all kinds of shit okay i didn't even get into the whole vic manana stuff right with the voice actor broly there's a whole sexual assault uh harassment sort of thing with him and him being fired from funimation and you got and this is old news now but you guys never once heard me talk about this on the podcast right it's because i don't care okay it's not to say I don't care as a human being. Obviously, I care as a human being. Anyone being sexually harassed or assaulted or whatever, then, yeah, I'm going to be on their side. It's not to say he did it right. I don't know is what I'm saying. <laughs> and unless I have any proof of anything, I just tend to, I just want to stay out of it. I just want to stay out of it. I don't keep up with that kind of stuff. There are plenty of other Dragon Ball enthusiasts on YouTube that make a living talking about this dramatic bullshit. And like, that's not me. Clearly, I don't make any money at all from this podcast. And if I did, I still wouldn't talk about that shit. You know why? Because that's not what I'm here for. I'm a fan of Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. We talk about that. I care about Goku's life, not Sean Schimmel's life. That if that makes any sense. OK, so I don't really usually get into this kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, there's obviously been a lot of sort of stuff and, you know, and, and, I, and I'm, I've already been talking about this longer than I thought I was going to, <laughs> but that's just what happens. I did want to read a couple of you guys comments, uh, cause you guys commented on the Facebook post, uh, pertaining to this. Ryan says those were funny as hell. I hope no one gets in trouble for them. Matt says, what evidence is there that these leaks even originated from Funimation and aren't just a deep fake trying to stir shit up? Steven says, yeah, that's a rough one. Robert says, big whoop. I've made jokes in privacy amongst peers that I'm sure would offend people. 
that's why they're made where they where they are. I don't make gay jokes in front of gay people unless I have a comfort level with them to do so. Anyone trying to offend is what's wrong. Saying it in the voice of the characters is funnier. I don't think these leaks are representative on who these people really are. Whoever leaked it is literally trying to sabotage these people. My biggest gripe is that in an instant, people will forget everything these people have done in their careers, the lives they've positively affected for a high horse argument. Robert, very well put. I'm pretty much in agreement with everything you said there. You know, I, if you're just going to be a real human being and be honest, then we can all admit that we've said some fucked up stuff, right? <laughs> Anyone who are out there who thinks they're somehow above this is a liar and they're lying to themselves, right? We've all said stuff that we shouldn't have probably said, but at least most of us have never said them to the people, you know? I mean, it's just because sometimes you're making a joke and you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but you do find an opportunity to say something that you think will go over well or be funny with the people that you are talking to, which is what I'm thinking the context of these recordings were. They were clearly in the booth with people that they felt comfortable enough with that would take these things as jokes or make them or make people laugh. Otherwise, why would they be doing it? <laughs> right. And so someone decided to take advantage of that and leak the audio. I mean, now we get this. And like you said, I'm hoping that this does not turn into a major thing. This 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 news, quote unquote, is already kind of broken, you know, and I, and I still it doesn't seem to be blowing up everywhere. So maybe I don't know if there's any sort of an investigation going on in Funimation or anything like that. But my concern and the only reason that I'm even talking about this is for the potential impact it could have on Dragon Ball in the United States. If it if that wasn't a factor, I wouldn't be talking about it, because once again, it's none of my damn business. It's not, especially if it's just people talking in a booth. If there's some action going on, that's a different story. We'll get into that in a minute because I do have an email that may actually take this whole thing to another level. OK, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, as long as it's people just talking, then then there's nothing to really to, to follow up on about that. Uh, the only question is, is that we have to remember here that Dragon Ball is not a United States <laughs> property. You know, we don't own that show. Uh, Funimation does not own Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball GT. Any of it. They don't own any of that. They have the rights that were licensed to them to do the English dub of the games, the anime, etc. At any moment, well, not any moment, because I'm sure they have a contract with Toei. Okay, Toei Animation is the actual studio that produces Dragon Ball. Okay, Akira Toriyama, the those the Japanese folks. Okay, they're the ones that own this shit. So if they don't want to renew their licenses, or if there's some sort of a breach of contract, and they feel like they have grounds for a lawsuit against Funimation, then that is what would scare me. Because obviously they take their properties very, very seriously over there and they may not want these audio recordings of that are representative of their characters saying these sort of derogatory sort of things floating around out there. So who knows? Are they going to somehow find Funimation for this or will they be able to contain the damage that is done 
so far as to where we, these actors can keep their jobs. Because if this thing keeps spiraling out of control, I feel like Toei is going to either Funimation is going to fire these voice actors and replace them, or Toei is just going to sort of not allow Funimation to do the dub anymore. And then they'll maybe be maybe either they'll they'll relicense to a different studio, which means we'll we'll get all new voice actors for these characters. Okay, which none of us want at this point. Let's be honest. You know, it's been 20 years. No one wants to hear anyone else doing the voice of Vegeta at this point. <laughs> so I'm hoping that doesn't happen, you know, because they could do that. So I haven't been following up on that because I don't once again, I don't keep up with this stuff. I just I, I prefer to live in the world where I just I just love I just take the show as it is. I enjoy the show. I love the show. I love the world. I love the Dragon Ball world. And I prefer to focus on that and not the BS that's going on around it. Unless that BS starts to affect the show, which this could potentially do. But I'm really hoping that obviously it uh, it doesn't come to that. And I actually, I actually missed a comment here from Brent. Um, Brent messages me. So sometimes I forget to go back and check his um, Brent actually sent me an article that kind of got into this whole thing. I had already seen it by that point, Brent. But Brent did say uh, this partially probably depends on how long ago it was. If it was back in the original run of DBZ. Plus, I've seen videos where he goes off swearing as Goku a bunch of times and doing weird sexual innuendo skits at Comic Cons. And obviously, you're talking about Sean Schimmel there as Goku. Uh, and he also says. I mean, Adult Swim has Rick and Morty on it, haha. Dan Harmon and the characters on the show has said way worse. Also, if you look at the Funimation website or watch it on Funimation's Roku or Fire app, most of the shows they advertise are extremely over-sexualized. Uh, parentheses, I mean boobs everywhere that make DBZ Boma look toned down, haha. So them complaining about Sean Schimmel would be throwing stones in a glass house. So it seems like most of you guys actually kind of agree here. I I have not spoken to one Dragon Ball fan yet or podcast listener that is that has a major problem with this. <laughs> you know, because I think what I've noticed is that most of my listeners are, are adults, right? People probably in the same age range as me or at least, you know, an adult. So, you know, when you grow up, you can you can separate the characters from the actors and and just say hey we all say messed up stuff we all make dirty jokes we all say inappropriate shit we just do once again i think a part of the argument was that oh, they were on the clock at funimation well we don't know for a fact that they were on the clock we don't know that and we yeah sure they may have been using recorded equipment at the time but how many of us you know <laughs> is there anybody that hasn't done or said things while on the clock at their job that they probably shouldn't have done i mean how many times have you been using the stapler at work and probably using it to shoot staples at people right that is technically using company equipment for something that is not supposed to be used for right so once again like you said brent let's not throw stones in a glass house because you know i i, I know i'm not above saying some messed up stuff and I think most of us, you know, have and will say some kind of messed up shit. And so I'm not going to judge people for that. Now, what I did want to switch over to 
And I promise you, we're not going to talk about this for much longer, guys. Okay. Is that I got an email from Ricky. Okay. Ricky, longtime listener. Ricky sent me an email, says here, Hey, Tim, over the past couple of weeks, the USA voice cast of Dragon Ball Super has been under a ton of scrutiny for harsh, what I would call bloopers, quote, uh, quote unquote, that are recorded during their recording sessions. Now, an even worse controversy has come up accusing Christopher Sabat of abusing his power and taking sexual favors for rules. Uh, true or not, this is a possibly career-ending accusation for the voice of Vegeta. What are your thoughts on this situation, and how do you feel it will affect Dragon Ball moving forward? I'll get you a voice VO next time, voiceover. Looking next time, look forward to hearing your thoughts on this piece. Whew, okay, so this is a whole other thing, and I didn't realize this was happening until Ricky sent me this email. There's an article um, here says Dragon Ball and Vegeta voice actor Chris Sabat accused of abusive abusive behavior and exchanging roles for sexual favors. OK, and there's a whole article that kind of goes into I'm not I'm not going to share this shit, guys. If you can Google it, if you if you want, I'm only talking about it because Ricky asked me to talk about it. Plus, like I said, if someone is acting on this stuff, that that makes it differently. Right. I'm not going to be I'm not going to defend anyone who's actually acting on this stuff. Um, and by acting, I also mean, it's not to say words can't hurt people, right? But it, there's a difference between recording something in the privacy of even at work, where it's just you and your friends, and then going out and pointing at somebody in their face and calling them this and that and the other. Two different things, right? Now, once people start acting on this, well, I'm not going to defend you. Now, I'm not saying... Christopher Sabat did this obviously I don't know how the hell would I know this is all this isn't sort of an accusation I think that's coming about so the the, the article kind of goes into this whole thing it brings up Vic Magnana and that whole thing as far as him being apparently there's a lot of drama at Funimation and I prefer to not think about all this shit because I just want to I just want to live in my my blissful Dragon Ball world and pretend like none of this stuff is going on <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, ignorance is in fact bliss, isn't it? Um, but yeah, there's some, apparently Chuck Huber had a couple things to say, the voice of, uh, Android 17, and there's some quote unquote credible sources that have been coming forward saying that there's been some inappropriate sort of, ex you know, talk of, of people exchanging, uh, roles in Dragon Ball in exchange for sexual favors and, and et cetera. Um, I, it's really hard to talk about this without knowing if any of this is true, right? Because you don't know. I mean, this is a random website bounding into comics.com. Never heard of this site. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not shitting on the site. I'm just saying that like, you know, take everything you read on the internet with a grain of salt, right? Because you don't always know people could be lying. People could be making stuff up. Things could be mistranslated, etc. So, obvious i'm just going to say this obviously if this is real then that's then that's messed up right <laughs> if anybody is trying to get people to perform sexual favors in exchange for jobs or some shit like that unless that's their job unless they're a prostitute <laughs> okay then that's pretty fucked up all right so if that's going on i would a thousand percent condemn that because that's not okay you know 
I mean, I guess unless it's okay with both parties or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're two adults and one adult says, hey, sure, yeah, I'll do this sexual thing in exchange for this or whatever, then who the hell are we to, to say that they, they don't have the right to do that? What the problem becomes is if you make it seem like that's the only way they're going to get the job, right? Like that, that, yeah, like that's where it comes in at because you're like, no, do this or you're not. That is sexual harassment, discrimination, all kinds of shit. I don't, I, once again, this shit's none of my business, so I pretty much stay out of it. If that is true, that would suck, obviously, for him and for all of his fans, including me. I would never want to be a fan of someone that would make people feel like they had to do something against their will in order to get a job, okay? Uh, and yeah, obviously the backlash of that would, would, would be terrible. I mean, you know, the, the guy is clearly one of the top people at Funimation now because he was he was the one recording all these people 20 years ago when there was no one else to do it. He was doing all the voice directing. He was in the studio casting people, working his ass off, working hard. Not only, not only all of that, but he also does the voices of several major Dragon Ball characters. Okay, we talked about Vegeta, obviously, Piccolo. Um, he did Kami too, I believe. Yamcha. Uh, I mean, it, there's all kinds of voices that he does. So obviously, like any sort of loss with Chris Sabat would be devastating to the Dragon Ball world. Um, but once again, if he's if this is found to be true, then I'll be the first one to to boot his ass out because. You know, you don't do stuff like that to people. <laughs> you don't. Once again, this is just a accusation. I, you know, there's no evidence to my knowledge that anything like this has actually happened. I'm just commenting on and just speculating on this this article. But obviously, that would be terrible. I mean, I, you know, I honestly feel, you know, dirty that I've even been talking about this for as long as I've been talking about it. But I feel like we're coming down to the end of the podcast now. It's okay for me to kind of elaborate a little bit longer on some of these other things that I probably wouldn't spend so much time talking about or addressing. Because once again, there's a whole community of YouTubers that would love to talk about this kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm only doing it because I know you guys were curious of my opinion on it. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to move on. Okay. Uh, most of us, I, I'm going to assume that most of my listeners are adults. Okay, meaning, you know, people who are 18 or older. Okay. Um, and especially if you're within my age range, like, you know, the 30s range. If we, <laughs> out of all of the anime, cartoons, TV shows, movies, music, sporting events, basically any form of entertainment that there is, if we knew all of the shit that goes on beyond behind the scenes, all of the stuff, then we would never be able to look at those things the same way again. Because let me tell you something. If you think this stuff is bad, you haven't seen anything. You guys been following up with like what's been going on in Hollywood lately with people literally being in, in this. And like there was a pedo, there was a, a guy who was a convicted pedophile for decades that was just like murdered in his freaking cell or he committed suicide or whatever. Who knows? There's some messed up stuff that's going on out there. Okay. And if you look too deeply into any of this stuff, 
behind the scenes, you will find that your favorite actor, your favorite sports player, your favorite voice actor, your favorite musician has probably said or done some really fucked up stuff. Okay. Or both. And that's just the way that it is because we're all human beings. None of us are perfect and we all make mistakes and do stupid stuff. Right. So, you know, that's why I try to not focus on this stuff as much as I can, because once we start focusing on the behind the scenes, we lose the value of the entertainment. Right. The whole point of acting is to bring us into a story and, and make us invested in it so much to what we find some enjoyment out of it. But if we start looking at the actor too much, then that can ruin the image of the character. And who wants to do that? Right. That's the whole point of entertainment to sort of take our minds away from that kind of stuff. Uh, but if we look too deeply into anything, it doesn't matter. <laughs> OK, I would not be surprised. He-Man, Thundercats, Pokemon, SpongeBob, whatever you want. I guarantee you, if you look deeply into the behind the scenes of all of these things, you're going to find something that offends somebody. Even if it's not homophobic slurs or racist remarks or sexual innuendos, it's going to be something else. You know, you can offend someone who doesn't eat meat by eating meat in front of them. Does that mean we need to be persecuted for it? No, everything is offensive to somebody, right? And that's the way I kind of look at things. So once again, unless you're acting on it or actively hurting another person, then I think we just need to kind of mind our own business because we all make jokes, right? Once again, if you're actively hurting somebody, then it's not okay, okay? And that means going to someone's face, calling them, you know, derogatory, anti-gay slur or forcefully, you know, sexually advancing on someone or something like that. That's a that's a different story. That's bullshit. And that shit would never be tolerated by me for sure. But if people just standing around in a group making jokes, I kind of don't care what they say, because I, it wasn't intended for me to hear that. Right. And if, as someone who has said many, many things that weren't intended for anyone else to hear, I would be the biggest hypocrite on the planet if I tried to, you know, persecute <laughs> someone else for doing that. OK, I'm not talking about it anymore. I'm done. <laughs> All right. I'm done. This is taking a very, very serious turn and I don't fucking like it. I've already been talking about it for almost an hour now. I hope you guys got something useful out of all of that. OK, but now we're going to talk about what the thing that matters the most to me, <laughs> and that is this show. OK, Dragon Ball Super. These characters, not the actors that play them. All right. So let's do it. All right, guys. So let's let's shake off all of that dramatic stuff, all the serious stuff. And let's just let's get back into Dragon Ball mode. Let's all remember why we're here to begin with. And that is that they've created a show here that we all love. We don't always like it. <laughs> okay, but we love it, especially lately. Okay, so this episode of Rock the Dragon Podcast, episode 126, is going to cover episode 126 of Dragon Ball Super, titled Surpass Even a God, Vegeta's Sacrifice Strike. Okay, now I feel like had they love, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very good idea that they decided to not just put Vegeta's sacrifice because I feel like that's normally what they would have done <laughs> the title would have been surpass even a god Vegeta's sacrifice and then we would have been like but well, damn Vegeta dies this episode or he he somehow like gives himself up to 
and then he gets eliminated but they put the word strike there and because they put this word strike i wasn't exactly sure where this episode was going to go but it gave me you know it, it definitely didn't put me in a bad spoiler sort of mood okay so the episode resumes basically with top with his newly found destroyer god abilities uh basically beating the shit out of frieza okay this is pretty much i think they, they're, they're actually re-airing the same sort of ending to the previous episode okay so this we've actually kind of seen he's basically crushing vegeta uh frieza's head he kicks the shit out of him he kicks him to where he almost falls out of the ring okay very close he has one arm hanging out but he does not get knocked out so if you're noticing that most of us are saying well okay frieza's not out this means he's going to come back later on at the last minute pop up surprise probably say some kind of something <laughs> and that's exactly what happens later but in the meantime we've got android 17 facing off against top and we got this moment where they're both charging up these really big energy waves okay and then and they, they replay it almost the exact same way they showed it on the previous episode except now the energy waves actually hit each other they're clashing there's a struggle here not much of one um tops destroyer beam base easily sort of overpowers android 17's energy beam uh and now it's just kind of a game where you know 17's kind of on the run and and, and tops just kind of coming after him using all of his new powers blowing up rocks blowing holes into mountains uh he says hide all you like i will find you at this point 17 is thinking okay you don't have to try to figure out something else so he kind of set him up in such a way to where well he well he got an idea here there's a moment where 17 watches this mountain crumble so then he sort of runs uh away and 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 top is, is blasting at him but android 17 is running in such a way to where he's sort of um you you can tell he's up to something right you can tell that he's that he's planning something here so what he does is he runs and jumps on top of a mountain and top blows another hole in it and then once he goes into that mountain he pretty much lights that mountain up and then it comes tumbling down on top okay so pretty good strategy there uh, we get some commentary from the sideline the guys on the sideline are saying hey well he uses power against him oh pretty cool um but we know it ain't gonna do shit right because those are just rocks <laughs> and since one of rocks done anything against these characters even back when like they were way weaker than they are now okay so all it does is slow top down for about 5.6 seconds and then he pops back out with his hakai move he starts unleashing these blasts at android 17 17 sort of it's not exactly is he just taking the blast here is he deflecting the blast it's kind of i don't know the way they're the way they animated it it kind of looks a little bit weird but i guess he's just kind of taking these blasts but you know not 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 full on so top comes over says some stuff you know he's mentioning about i can't destroy you without getting disqualified so of course i'll knock you out he charges up a blast we know that when anyone talks this much when they're standing over someone and then they charge up a blast that someone's going to come in at the last second and do something right <laughs> and sure enough we get a red white looking death beam sort of thing that comes out of nowhere blows up tops beam 
his ball. And then we look down and we see his Frieza. He's back already. I wasn't expecting Frieza to come back already. <laughs> I wasn't. It's like, okay, he's going to at least be out for most of the episode. And then at the end of the episode, he's going to come back. No, he's, he's back already. He doesn't even seem, seem to be hurt. So he comes back and he, he hits top with this ball of energy, this technique that he calls paralysis, of which, don't quote me on this, but I feel like we've never seen him use that technique before, but that's okay. I mean, stands to reason these people don't use all of their techniques. Uh, and then he starts to sort of unleash these blasts on top, but it, it doesn't do anything. I mean, top just breaks out of that, runs over, grabs Frieza, and pretty much just tosses him. And now he's launching blasts at him. Frieza's countering the blast along with Android 17. Um, it's just very interesting. I mean, this is this is good stuff, right? It, it just goes to show that these Universe 11 fighters are no joke, man. Especially Top and Jiren, right? Because we've got Frieza and 17 going at this guy. Meanwhile, we've got Goku and Vegeta going at Jiren. And... It's crazy to think because those are the four of the most powerful fighters we've ever seen in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> and they're having to sort of double team these guys and it's still not enough. So in the midst of the fight, we kind of start to get these uncontrolled sort of blasts that are now interfering with 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 uh, top and fight with 17 and Frieza. And then we see that Goku and Vegeta are going at it with Jiren. I mean, super speed fighting here. The animation looks awesome. Um, Jiren releases a blast that kind of hits 17 and Frieza. So now these fights are starting to kind of merge into one in a way because they would. And I like that, right? I mean, they, you know, everybody's kind of fighting everybody at this point. So we get a shot where Vegeta shoots up to the sky. He's coming down. Uh, so now all of a sudden things have switched up and we've got Vegeta versus Top. <laughs> okay, because... And I and I, I love this. I just love it. I love it, right? Because this is this is all our war at this point. It stands to reason that like this kind of stuff would happen. Vegeta was fighting Jiren a second ago. Now he's going at it with Top. Good stuff, right? So Top is just unleashing this energy barrage at him. Eventually, Vegeta kind of gets away and gets kind of fed up. Retreats to the top of a mountain, unleashes a final flash, and. Um, Ooh, top counters with his ball of destruction and man we get some very very good looking animation here and just just the colors and the, just the purple versus the gold and I mean any LSU fans out there <laughs> purple and gold I don't know I'm from Louisiana I also went to LSU but I don't really care about football whatever um, yeah very very cool moment here but it, you know it, it's, it's not going to do much at this point because you know, we, we know that a standard final flash is not going to be enough to do anything against top, you know. Now, Vegeta makes this comment about it paying to be a destroyer. And then he makes a mention of claiming the Super Dragon Balls and how he still wants to keep his promise to Kaba. And, you know, it's not a coincidence that he's saying this stuff out loud, right? Because it's it's these comments that he's making and the ones that top are making that kind of trigger what happens this episode it kind of fuels the decisions that he's making and i like that because it's top is hearing him say the words and he's saying what top is saying and it, it, you know it's not just a bunch of sort of you know 
useless dialogue here because he even says out of all of your talk of justice this is even a shift this is a, 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 a massive shift for you and he's saying that i have no justice anymore because now he's transcended that now he has to find a different reason to fight i guess this was something that was necessary in order to sort of you know accept this these powers of a destroyer god is that he had to find maybe sort of a different way of approaching it um, he says I ordain what will and will not exist that is my cause when before his cause used to be pride and justice right and it's important that we kind of take note of that when that's being said here we'll talk about it in a minute meanwhile Vegeta's pushed up against this mountain uh, top is charging up this massive ball uh, and he sends it hurling toward Vegeta and then Vegeta says, you've forsaken all else and you dare to call my cause trivial. He says, I'm here for Bulma and Bulla and Trunks and for the fight, the, for the oath I made for a fellow warrior. I fight for all I've built and all I am. And, you know, I've said this before, right? This is because this happened recently. Whenever Vegeta starts to talk about pride a lot, it usually means he's about to get whooped. Okay, it means he's about to do something really, really foolish and get beat down. But when he's when he when he's in a moment like this, where he's calmly sort of reflecting upon his reasons for fighting in his honor. And even in a way like they showed it here where they showed Bulla and Bulma and he's reflecting and like that. That's usually a better route for him in terms of doing better. So as we can see stuff like this happening, we know that he's going to do something really cool this episode. <laughs> I mean, you could just kind of tell based on that. And then he kind of awakens and says, unlike you, I won't abandon all that to play God. Man, this is some of the best, I think, writing wise, because I mean, go back and watch the episode again. If you listen to the dialogue between he and Top, this exchange is very, very cool, right? Because normally I feel like based on what we normally know about Vegeta and, and Top, maybe the roles would have been a little bit reversed, right? We've seen Vegeta do some pretty drastic shit just for power up okay we've seen him let krillin blast a hole through his stomach so that he could become a super saiyan okay he thought he was gonna become a super saiyan <laughs> okay we've seen him give himself over to bobbity because he he was that driven by power and but in this in this way top is the one who's kind of doing that right top is the one who's talking about pride and justice and that being his reason for everything but now he just wants the power up so he goes for the God mode, whereas before that would have been something that Vegeta probably would have done. Instead, Vegeta's the one saying, now I'm using the real reasons that I have to fight. He starts talking about his wife and his kids, Kaba, the promises that he made, the oath, etc. So it's almost like a reversal in, 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 in ways because we've seen both versions of this through both characters' perspectives. And I think that's why this is written incredibly well. And then he says, unlike you, I won't abandon all that to play God. And he just gets amped up. He gets amped up. And we, we see him in, in uh, Super Saiyan Blue Evolution mode or whatever they're calling it. <laughs> and he, 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 he gets some pretty good shots in on top. I mean, he just kind of rushes him, punches him real quick, unleashes on him. You know, we've seen Vegeta when he gets into this zone. Remember, like, remember against Cell 
after Perfect Cell came back, Ultra Perfect Cell shot that hole through Future Trunks' chest, and Vegeta thought about it for a minute. He's like, my son, you know what I mean? And he just he just thought about it a different way, and he unleashed, and it was rage-filled. But this isn't quite as bad, because he's not, he's not fighting blindly here. He's still using his brain, which is something that he doesn't always do. You know, Vegeta has all the strength in the world if he knew how to channel it and try and, and, and be calm about it and think before he acts. Okay. So he's rushing in in this moment and he's still getting some really good licks on uh, and on top. And he says only a failure abandons his principles. Once again, the dialogue here is great because that sort of dichotomy between top and Vegeta in this fight is what's fueling, fueling all of this. And that's what makes it even better, I think. Because he's getting pissed off at Top saying that I would never abandon my pride and what I stood for and all of that, but you pretty much gave it up to become a god, right? Awesome writing. And then he says, I'll hit you with an attack that you won't be able to destroy. He powers up, we get that rushing background. <laughs> we don't see the rushing background a lot in Dragon Ball. You know, we get that a lot in general anime but they decided to throw it in here and it worked super well and it looks so badass. Oh man, <laughs> it looks so badass. So it begins to power up and we get this big energy ball that's kind of forming around Vegeta and it's kind of expanding outward. And I wonder how many of us at this moment understood what was going on here before they went to the flashback. I understood it because I remember what it looked like the last time I used that attack. And it's basically just a new, more modern version of it, but it looks very similar. Piccolo says he, he, he couldn't be or whatever. We flash back to Dragon Ball Z, which as always, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. I love when they flash back to Dragon Ball Z, especially when they just use the same footage from Dragon Ball Z. There's no need to re-edit it or none of that. I mean, they changed the colors of it here, to make it look more like a flashback, right? They take some of the color out, that's fine, but it's the same animation. That's right, Fat Neck Vegeta. <laughs> Remember during the Boo Saga, they started drawing the characters way more defined, and all of a sudden Goku and Vegeta had these smaller ears, but their necks were super long and thick. You know what, I'll take that, <laughs> I'll take it. I'm good with it. But most importantly here is flashing back to a moment we remember back in the Boo Saga where Vegeta felt like they had done all they could so he decided that he was going to sacrifice himself to try to kill Boo, okay? And this was just regular Majin Boo. This was regular fat Boo, okay? Because they hadn't even gotten to any of the other forms of Boo yet. <laughs> you know, I talk about how overpowered Boo is, but that, that just goes to show that even in his first form, he... Vegeta had to blow himself up and it still didn't do anything. And that was that was Boo's first form. <laughs> okay. But we all remember this because it was touching, right? It was heartbreaking. It was it was crazy because even he was still sort of under Bobbity's spell, quote unquote, when he did this too, which makes it even more tragic in a way, right? Because he he gave himself to Bobbity for the power up, but he wouldn't let himself be controlled by Bobbity. And I thought that that was incredible. And it just showed a lot of Vegeta's sort of testament and will as a warrior. And in this moment, he still decided to do something selfless, like kill himself to try to save the people that he loved. Uh, we all know how that turned out. <laughs> it didn't do shit, but it killed him. 
but Boo came back. But we're seeing this to remind us that, oh crap, he's doing that now. He's He feels like he's gotten to the point with Top that he, he has to resort to doing this sort of attack to get rid of this guy. So we're all thinking, oh no, you know, is he literally going to blow himself up again in this moment here? And Piccolo is kind of the one saying, you're not really going to use that suicidal move, are you? And we're watching Vegeta power this thing up. And man, it looks better than ever. Oh man, it looks so good. It looks so good. So then Top, he powers up, uses his his uh, energy of destruction. And we've just got this incredible sequence. He takes two of these things, he puts them together into one, and then that increases in size. And now he has this giant ball that rivals Vegeta's and Vegeta's just screaming and he's just unleashing his power. And it's just <laughs> some of the best stuff we've seen, right? So both of these giant balls of energy collide with one another. They collide and we watch Vegeta push through this thing. He's screaming. This is why I hope none of this bullshit with Christopher Sabbath is true, <laughs> because there's no he he is probably the best overall voice actor on the show. I mean, there's a reason why the guy does so many voices. I mean, just listen to Vegeta in this moment. It's just perfect. It's flawless. It's great. Vegeta's blast overpowers tops, breaks through it and pretty much succumbs top and then they don't waste any time man they just cut to it top is out of there top the destroyer has been eliminated by vegeta he's out <laughs> he's out of there after all this power and all this talking that have been doing the past few episodes we see top teleport and appear on the in the bleachers <laughs> still kind of out of it we get the confirmation from the Grand Minister that he's done. He's out, right? Question is, where's Vegeta? Is he still here? The last time he used his attack, he was dead. Okay, he turned into stone, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> right? Like, that's that's the kind of power he unleashed with that technique. So everybody's, of course, watching, where is he? You know, did, did he just lay his life on the line to, to knock Top out of the ring? Uh, but then we zoom in and we see that he's there. He's okay. He's a little bit roughed up. He's back in base Vegeta mode. The top half of his Saiyan armor has been ripped off. So we got ourselves some shirtless buff Vegeta, which we haven't seen in a long time, right? In super. Uh, but he's there. He's good. He hold, He's holding his arm. Master Roshi says, it's astonishing that he could have detonated that much energy and still be alive. But because they kind of have to do this kind of stuff, right? They kind of have to... <laughs> They have to do exposition here and let us know how he survived that. So they're saying that, you know, he was he's vastly more powerful now than he was before. OK, thanks to his Super Saiyan Blue. So now he was strong enough to sort of withstand unleashing that much power at once. So he was able to weather the blast. OK, but as Beerus points out, it's completely drained all of his energy. So what good is he going to be now? Right. Because that essentially that is. That is a suicidal, that's a kamikaze attack. You know, he's like, that's sort of a last resort for these guys. Let's just, let me just release all of my power at once, even though it'll kill me. But he still survived it. But what good will he be able to do from this point on? That's what remains to be seen at this point. So then we see 17 come back. He jumps back in the ring. He's good. 
Uh, he's a little bit roughed up too. There was two major blasts going on there. Uh, meanwhile, I guess Goku and Jiren are just watching all of this. <laughs> Which is just, it's funny to think about. You don't see them, but then you have to assume, oh, they're just watching this. So then we see them, they're standing on a mountain. Jiren says it's disgraceful, I guess. I guess he's talking about Top getting knocked out. He's like, whoa, man, really? <laughs> and Goku's like, what are you talking about? So he just roundhouse kicks Goku into a mountain. Vegeta's there, 17's there, Goku's there. They're all basically sort of squaring up against Jiren at this point. He says, you fought hard to defeat Top. Uh, but then he, what does he say? I want to show you something or something like that. What is it? Yeah, he says, there's something I would like you to see. Okay. As if we haven't seen enough from Jiren, right? He powers up, which I don't even think he's done yet. Not like this, right? Maybe a little bit. He hasn't needed to. <laughs> okay. But now we've got him actually yelling and powering up at the same time. So he's like, all right, what's next? <laughs> Does he have another form? Is he about, you know, this guy's already the strongest fighter in all of the universes. But yet there's still more for us to see. Okay. And we've got about five episodes left to see it in. So, whew, incredible episode. What did you guys think about that? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. I didn't mention this at the beginning because I got kind of caught up in all the other controversial BS, but I do have a few emails here that I'm going to read for this week's uh, What Are You Saying segment. So we'll just go ahead and transition into these. Um, these are not heavy topics here. You know, we've already gone through that, so <laughs> you don't have to expect any of that. Okay. Got an email here from Helson. Helson, always good to hear from you, man. Says here, what are you saying? Theory time. Helson writes, Hey, Tim, it's Helson. I hope you're doing well. I wanted to write a theory that I have on why Dragon Ball Super Anime hasn't continued beyond the Tournament of Power, even though the manga has gone beyond that. I think that Toei Animation doesn't want to repeat the same mistake they did pretty much the entire run of Super, which was moving ahead of the manga. As you may or may not know, Toei went ahead of the manga very quickly when Super started and never waited for the story to get fully developed. They just used the Kira Toriyama skeletons of the story and they just filled it up with whatever they wanted and caused the story to feel weird, adding dumb power-ups like Future Trunks' blue aura power that never happened or Vegeta's new blue power-up. They obviously look cool, but in Vegeta's case, they don't show how smart he really is when he fights and starts combining his Super Saiyan God form that was only seen in the Broly movie and not the series with his Super Saiyan Blue form, and that's just one of the cool stuff we never got to see in the anime. Instead, we got a mess in the story, and like I said in the past, the story in the manga was, in my opinion, much better and had better explanations on powers. So I think maybe now they are doing what they should have done in the first place, which was wait for the manga to get ahead, and since the new arc isn't finished yet, they are just waiting instead of rushing again. Tell me what you think and take care. Helson, thanks for writing in, man, uh, as always. Um, I, yeah, I wasn't aware of that because as, as you guys know, I don't I don't keep up with, certainly I don't keep up with the manga, but I also don't really keep up with a lot of the sort of uh, behind the scenes of the production of Super and the manga and all that kind of stuff. So no, I didn't, I didn't realize that it was uh, at one point ahead of the manga. I know that that's something that um, 
has been a struggle in the past, even with Dragon Ball Z, and that's why we got so many filler episodes of Dragon Ball Z, is that they wanted to give the manga a chance to catch up. We didn't really, we don't get as many filler episodes here in Dragon Ball Super. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess that would kind of, that, that that's, it's a, it's a good theory. It's a good theory that they're just kind of, the reason why they haven't announced, at the very least, uh, a follow-up to this series yet is because they're waiting for the manga to get way ahead so maybe they can just follow the manga more accurately because you're not the first one to write in and tell me that a lot of the transformations and explanations for things uh, played out a lot differently in the manga and in even a lot more uh, a lot better according to you guys in the manga as well so I've, I've definitely had a few people write in and tell me that and yeah there were things that maybe that um just that happened in the animated that, that didn't happen in the manga at all like some of these power-ups you mentioned and they maybe kind of rushed some things and didn't explain them as well because like you said they kind of had an idea of what was going to happen but they didn't know exactly <clears throat> and so they just kind of rushed it well <laughs> what what does that remind you of game of thrones right anybody watched the last season of game of thrones <laughs> it's the exact same thing they ran out of source material but they only had sort of broad skeletons of George R.R. Martin's storyline. So then they kind of made up the stuff that they wanted to. And look what happened. <laughs> OK, so if you are correct in that, then that I think that's a pretty good theory. I would like that. I would love to see a version of Dragon Ball Super that follows the manga almost 100 percent accurately, because I've always heard that the manga has been better than the show. So why not? I would like to see that, too. Now, the only thing, I guess, would be for people who read the manga. You already know what happens. So if Super follows the manga exactly, then you guys will have have spoilers, I guess. But I mean, that's probably not a big deal to you. But for me, that would be just another reason to stay away from the manga, because the anime is what I love, clearly. So if, if, if they ever make if they come back and make a new series, I want to be ready to watch that. I don't want to know what's going to happen at all so i think that's a very good uh theory and uh yeah <laughs> it's a very good theory i mean that, that would that would certainly explain a lot because what doesn't make any sense would be this idea that they won't come back with another series like that doesn't make any sense to me so what does make sense is that they're waiting to do it and this is a very good reason as to why they could possibly be waiting so good theory there helson Next email here is from Evan. What's up, Evan? Evan's uh, subject line says, what are you saying? Top the destroyer. An explanation comes to light. <laughs> I like that. You wrote it in. You wrote it as if it were it were the title of an episode. Uh, says here, Evan writes, hi, Tim, following up on your questions in episode 125 of the podcast. The universe 11 deities comment that top has been groomed to be the next great destroyer for that universe. To me, this means that he has likely been training with their deities in a similar way to how Whis taught Goku and Vegeta. It's believable that Top has been educated in the Hakai technique, though he has not used it in his capacity as a pride trooper since he did not adhere to his mission for justice. Top choosing to accept his role as destroyer does not make him a god, but rather enables him to forego his pride trooper persona and fully embrace the destructive power available to him. 
This acceptance does not negate the authority of the existing Universe 11 Destroyer, but rather solidifies Top as the rightful successor when the former's time has passed. Hope this helps. Keep on rocking the dragon. Evan, thanks for writing in, man, as always. Um, so I think, yeah, what this is in reference to is that I made a couple of comments on 125, just just sort of being like, you know, I, I it wasn't it was just more so like I did. They weren't big questions that I had per se, but it was just more like observations like, oh, so top just gets to just agree to be a destroyer all of a sudden and he just gets power. He doesn't have to be trained on how to use the techniques or the power. None of that. <laughs> that's the way it works. And I think that's probably the most I, I said about it. Um, so I don't, so everything you said here is totally fine. And I, I, I agree. And if, and if this is the way it works and that's, <clears throat> that's great. I mean, I, because I, I never meant to make it sound like there was not an explanation for how this went down it was just that they didn't tell us that on the show, right? That's usually my sort of perspective on it. It's like, I don't doubt that there's a million different reasons and stories and backstories and explanations for how these characters do what they can do and like i mentioned this a bunch of times when we were talking about the universe seven uh six saiyans right like clearly there's a story behind Kalifla and, and 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 kale and how they're able to transform so quickly and all that kind of stuff and you know i could probably go google something and they'll probably give me the answer but the you know when it comes down to it is that I I just want the show to tell us that, <laughs> right? It's when the show doesn't explain it that to me I'm like oh well I didn't realize that it worked that way and yada 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 and etc. But it's not not don't get me wrong there's no time to really explain that because there's only a couple minutes left in Term of the Power at this point and this, and if this were Dragon Ball Z <laughs> back when they were still doing filler episodes we would have gotten an entire episode of Top standing there doing a monologue showing flashbacks to explain this transformation into a destroyer right that is something they 100 percent would have done in dragon ball z <laughs> they would have stood there faced off at each other and we would have heard a monologue about it but in super they've been trying to cut that kind of stuff out not to mention this is a timed tournament so it doesn't make sense to explain all of that but i get that right i get it so yeah I mean, I'm sure everything you put here is accurate. I just almost kind of wish they would try to explain it. But, but you know, once again, there's a lot of different reasons why for timing reasons that they that didn't make sense to, to do that. So I uh, appreciate you sharing that information with me. All right. One final email here from uh, Tan. Uh, Tan says episode 126. Holy shit. What can I say? Tan writes. I can't believe Top was as strong as a god of destruction when he transformed with a final explosion and Super Saiyan Blue evolved and he survived that it was crazy. Um, Tan doesn't use punctuation, so sometimes it's hard to <laughs> sometimes sorry, sometimes it's hard to read your emails that he was going to turn into stone like he did in DBZ. When he did that, I was like, that's old Vegeta. Oh, sorry, that. I was like, that's Vegeta. Did Vegeta kill himself? And then when they showed him, I was like, WTF, that shows how strong he has become. Now Vegeta's back to his normal state and is badly out of energy with Jiren now charging his energy. I wonder how strong he's going to be. I wonder if we will even get an episode that will show us what Kid Trunks, Goten, and Marin are doing right now. 
now we have Frieza, Goku, and Vegeta and Android 17 versus Jiren. Um, it's about to be crazy. Next episode, can't wait. Sorry about the paragraph lols. <laughs> Keep up the good work, Tim. Tan, always great to hear from you, man. It is a little hard to read your email sometime, though. <laughs> Try to, maybe, maybe you're rushing them a little bit too much. Um, yeah, I, okay, so obviously you were impressed with the way that the events turned out there. Um, so you're, yeah, there's really no questions in here. You're just kind of commenting on what you thought about the moment. So that's cool. You wonder if we're going to get an episode. No, just, Tan, you need to let that go. <laughs> it's time it's time to let go of this idea that they're going to show an episode of with kid trunks and goten and marin on the island i don't think we're going to see that <laughs> i don't think we're going to see that until the final episode of the series once the tournament is over everyone goes back home everyone goes back to earth and then we and then we see them because right now that would make zero sense from them to pull the attention away from the tournament of power there's so much action going on so much suspense I don't think we're going to see it. All right. Anyway, Tan, thanks so much for for, um, for writing in again, man. And thanks for your support with the voting and everything, because I, I, I'm i sure you voted a few times for my video. I appreciate that. Once again, that is something that uh, I will update you guys on soon enough once I find out something. I mean, I, I certainly was not in first place or second or third or fourth. I think I was in fifth. So, I, you know, I may not advance to the next round, but I, I definitely appreciate you guys for helping out. Sorry about all the long controversial talk earlier but it's not every day those kinds of topics come up so i, I definitely wanted to address it being as i do a dragon ball podcast <laughs> uh so thank you guys for being patient through all of that um like the facebook page check out the patreon i'm working on new content for september we'll we'll play it throughout the rest of the month and then we'll just kind of take it from there and see what happens when the podcast ends, I'll reevaluate the Patreon to see if that's something that I want to continue. But I need you guys support for everyone who's been saying, oh, I'm, I'm, it's just a matter of time before I get on there. I'm going to tell you right now. Now is the time. Now is the time to do it. If you're going to do it now, now is the time, because now is that critical point where I'm starting to have to decide whether or not I want to continue all of this stuff. Right. Don't wait until the last minute, because by that time, the decisions will already be made. So if you want to see this continue, now is the time to take action. Okay. All right. Enough of the serious stuff. Okay. Thank you guys so much for this week. Uh, I'll be back very, very soon. Of course, we only have five episodes left of the show. That's crazy, 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 crazy. Okay. But if you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything. Oh, one more. Fun oh, I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Most of you guys have probably turned off the podcast by now. Like who actually listens to the very end of the podcast? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering. But for those of you that do, I did want I did get a review on iTunes that I wanted to acknowledge. And I'm so sorry I did not get to this earlier um, because whoever you were that were listening, you probably were hoping I would have mentioned it in the beginning. But hopefully if you listen to the very end, I'm still going to read it. OK, I got a review here from a spumani jones on itunes says very entertaining five stars just started listening a few weeks ago i hate that i missed a hundred plus episodes thank you for the great content mr tim spumani jones thank you so much for uh saying that it had been a while since i got in a review well i hadn't well it had been about a, two months not not the worst thank you so much yes and one of my biggest sort of regret well i'm not gonna say i have regrets but one of my biggest sort of 
hangups I think about this podcast is that the people that are coming along on, along now there's so many other episodes and you guys are probably not going to go back and listen to all of those right <laughs> so I only wish I had done more in the beginning to push this thing harder but man I have tried I have pushed with all of my being to, to promote this thing since day one and uh, we're coming to a close but it's not to say that it's over forever we'll just have to stay tuned and see what happens but um keep sending your love and support and all that kind of stuff and that'll only make it easier for me to make a decision to return if the opportunity presents itself so thank you spumani for saying that with that being said guys i'm going to go ahead and um get out of here so until next time for rock the dragon podcast i'm tim bridgewater i'll see you guys next time keep on rocking the dragon